Well, I'm curious to know, uh, what words or phrases would you use to describe your experience at Spring Creek? Some of you have uh, grown up here. Some of you have been here for a very, very long time. Uh, others of us are uh, newer to the congregation, some very new to experiencing uh, life here at Spring Creek. What words or phrases uh, come to mind? Fellowship. Fellowship and some... Well, joyful. Joyful. Passion. Passion. Change. Change. Yeah. Supportive. Say that one. Supportive. Supportive. I think we got, we got family and we got a second. All in favor? No. <laughs> Yeah, family. Generous. Generous. Forgiving. <coughs> Forgiving. Serving. Serving. Kind. Kind. Comfort zone. Comfort zone. Safe. Safe. Caring. Caring. Welcoming. Welcoming. Acceptance of somebody or something different, in my case, <laughs> and compassion. All right. Accepting somebody with a, a different background, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Accepting. Accepting, good. Well, um, you know, over the last two and a half, uh, three years, there's been different conversation uh, around the congregation about uh, vision statements and values and trying to uh, name who we are as a congregation and kind of look at where God is calling us uh, to move forward and to be faithful in our time, in our place, uh, in our congregation, and in our community. So we've been searching for ways to move together into God's future for our congregation, congregation and searching for ways to name who we have been and who we are and also who we are becoming. And so over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be kind of taking a look at that. Um, if you're uh, new to Spring Creek, uh, that there's a vision wall down in the gathering area. That's pretty new here. And um, that's trying to give some visual um, as to who we are and how this process has been unfolding and uh, naming that who we are and what our, our values and our initiatives are here. So over the next couple of weeks, we want to try and have some conversation around the vision that we've worked to discern and articulate really together and to name the key initiatives that uh, the board and our ministry teams and different groups, uh, staff, leaders, are trying to uh, take in order to live into the vision that we believe Christ is calling us to. And so a little bit different than um, maybe our normal uh, sermon series uh, but we're inviting you to kind of engage in that process throughout these next couple of weeks or engage in that conversation. And so I encourage you to do that. But as we begin kind of taking a look at that this morning, would you pray with me?
Jesus New visions and dreaming new dreams is, is a wonderful, exciting, frightening, um, potentially nerve-wracking experience. But we thank you for visions and dreams. And we thank you for what you are calling us as a people to challenge, encourage, comfort us in this time. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this process has kind of been unfolding for a a number of years. Really, the the seeds of this process were planted by Pastor Dennis as he was uh, leaving here at Spring Creek, and he was encouraging the congregation to look to the future of our life and ministry together. And then in 2019, uh, our church kind of engaged with uh, Stan Duick from the, the Church of the Brethren offices, and he did a series of interviews and discussions uh, with groups and individuals around the congregation, um, and frankly, that seems like a lifetime ago at this point. Uh, 2019, not that many years ago, but a lot has happened since then. Uh, we were poised to take the next steps of implementing these values and initiatives and uh, the results of the conversations that we had here within the church, and then we hit COVID. Um, we wish uh, life and the church in this process came with a, a GPS turn-by-turn directions. Uh, it does not. Uh, we wish there, there was always somebody just saying, turn right here, turn left here, recalculating that whole thing. Um, but what we found in this time, the last couple of years, is just needing to come and to pray and to discern and to gather together to uh, see and hear how God is leading us forward as a group of people. And so uh, the board and our leadership groups have engaged the process, uh, working with a vision team made up of the church board and staff on developing initiatives, uh, of thinking what does it look like to take who we are and our values and our passions and, and our talents and our gifts and all of that, and what does it look like in, in practical lived experience to put that into action? A lot of times it's, you know, it can be helpful to make statements and to name who we are and to uh, define our values and everything, but it do, if it doesn't uh, prompt us, encourage us, um, call us into lived action, it really doesn't mean anything. And it can look great on a bulletin or on a directory or on a website. You know, maybe it's a marketing thing. I don't really like that term, especially when it comes to the church. Um, But if it doesn't move us to action, it doesn't really mean anything. And so we've been looking at ways that we are being moved and called to action to name our top initiatives that we believe Christ is calling our congregation to. The intention is to provide the the board and ministry teams and groups within our congregation a way that we are moving forward as a congregation. And so we've been working on naming who we are. 
And part of that process, uh, you can look down on our vision wall for, for more information about this. You can also look at our website. But we read together this morning a part of a statement that our board has developed about naming who we are. And we all read it together. It's right in your bulletin kind of naming some of the, the core fundamentals of our faith. That we are a collection of Jesus people, that Jesus is our center. Jesus is the Word made flesh. And that doesn't mean that we forget about God the Father. It doesn't mean that we uh, forget about God the Spirit. But we believe that Jesus, when Jesus comes and lives and, and preaches and, and heals and ministers and dies and rises again, uh, John keeps talking about over and over and over how Jesus is showing us what God is like. Jesus is, is God in the flesh. And then Jesus, some, one of the last things that he does is, is uh, say, wait for the Holy Spirit to come. The, the Holy Spirit's gonna come and, and breathe life into you so that you can live this out as my people, as, as the church. So we believe Jesus shows us how to live fully in relationship with God and neighbor. We believe Jesus' death pays for sin that, that you and I could not pay on our own. We believe that Jesus' resurrection means that all things are being made new. We believe Jesus' ascension and return in those things we have the hope of eternal life and everything being made right. Um, scripture in our translations use a number of words for this uh, being made right. It can be righteousness, it can be justice, but, but it means everything being the way that God intended it to be. And we believe that you and I as a church are called to announce and demonstrate the reign of Christ. So we're kind of laying out what does it look like? Who are we as Spring Creek Church of the Brethren and how are we trying to follow Jesus? Let me pause right here and ask what questions you might have uh, about who we are. And, and, and maybe you look in, back in your bulletin and, and look through that statement. Are there any phrases, words that are unclear, confusing? You can look at that. It's in your, in your bulletin. I'll also say this is not, you know, just because you don't come up with a question right now doesn't mean that you should never ask it. That's um, what this process is about. It's what the next couple of weeks are about. It's all right. If you have those questions, please email, call, text me. Grab me after the service. Well, we believe that those beliefs inform our practice, that they call us to action. Part of our, our faith, part of our tradition, part of our heritage that we've been handed is that it's not enough just to say we believe something, but we are called to enact it, to live it out. And so we have some different um, practices. We are connected to the Church of the Brethren as a part of our uh, tradition, as a part of our heritage, as a part of the, the larger group that we uh, cooperate with. 
that comes from in a couple of words that maybe are a little uh, strange to us today, pietist and Anabaptist tradition. But these two things are historical movements within the church. But really what they have in common and the way they influence us today is that faith in practice is central to who we are. Um, and so we do a, a number, we practice a number of things here in, at Spring Creek. We practice baptism of believers. It means we believe people need to make a decision on their own to follow Jesus, to claim him as Lord of their lives. And when they make that profession of faith, that's, it's at that point we believe they can be baptized and, and welcomed into the church. Okay, and so that's a, something that we practice here. We practice uh, the love feast and feet washing and communion. That's a, a reenactment of Jesus' last supper. And then in the feet washing, we are reminded that we are called to serve one another, to love one another in practical uh, expressions of that love. We gather to eat a meal together because we believe that shared life and shared fellowship with one another is central to who the church is called to be. And in communion, we are remembering Jesus' body and blood broken and poured out for us. And so those are all practices that we participate in here at Spring Creek. We also practice the anointing of sick and those that are called and set apart for for ministry, that anointing uh, reflects uh, some scripture out of James, and it reflects the tradition uh, throughout scripture where those that are being called and set apart for uh, a special um, calling, a special mission, are anointed uh, either by prophets or others throughout scripture. And so we continue to, to practice that and to live it out. Some of the other things that continue to inform our, our life together is we believe in a, a life of simplicity. Now, when I say simplicity, that, that's a, it's a strange word and it's a hard word because what's simple for one person is little different for someone else. But we try and work at this together. But, but what that really means is we really try to reduce the role that material stuff plays in our life so that we can focus on Jesus. Okay, um, we often get all kinds of, um, we focus on material stuff and we focus on accumulation of wealth and we focus on um, commercialism and all that kind of stuff that, that our society gets wrapped up in. Um, and so we try and keep Jesus first and all those other things will be added to us as well. We also believe in nonconformity to society. We believe in nonviolent, peaceful approaches to addressing problems. Those are some of the things we say we believe. Truth be told, we, do, uh, we are faithful to that to sometimes greater degrees than others. It's a, a truth of who we are and who we are trying to become. We don't always do these things perfectly. And we confess that we don't always do them perfectly. We don't always do them well, but this is where we are trying to go. This is how we are trying to be faithful to who Jesus calls the church to be. We also believe 
We are supposed to be communicating the good news of Jesus in word and deed to announce the kingdom but also to live out the kingdom. When people see the way those of us that claim to be Jesus followers live, they should see a little glimpse of the kingdom. They should see a little bit of Jesus in the way we go about living our lives, which is both encouraging and frightening. Because then I have to think about how do I actually live? How do I uh, interact with uh, the waitress or uh, the teller at the bank? Or how do I interact with my neighbor? How do I interact with uh, the person that just cut me off on the road? Or, man, this really comes into play in our everyday lived experience. Again, truth be told, I don't do it perfectly. Maybe you do. But we confess that and we we try and look more like Jesus each day. I'm curious, what what questions does that uh, prompt in your mind, thinking about our practices, uh, those things that that we uh, try and live out here? Big category. So what do you say to the person who tells you that just because I come to church on Sunday, I think I'm better than they are? And that happens. Oh, well, the, you you know, you think you go to church and so you're, you're better. No, I, and... We believe and we, confession is a part of our experience too. We are called to, to confess our sins to one another uh, before God as well. And we are striving to live uh, the model of Jesus, to live that out. Um, we're as fallen and broken and messed up as anyone. And the church is really, you know, if you're talking about images of the church, I really like the, the image of the church as a hospital, as places where people that are, that are sick and hurting and broken go. And we're here too because we're broken and sick and in need just like everyone else. We believe that healing is found in Jesus and that's why we come together to encourage one another, to help one another. Um, yeah, Dave. I, I like everything you said. I, I, I really do. But sometimes I wonder if we just play it a little too safe. And I, I, I like the language that you use, but sometimes I feel we're not a, as evangelistic as we should be. And I know that can be a very scary word, and I'm not saying that we pass out tracts or whatever. I think it's a long engagement with loving relationships and looking after people. Sometimes I think we can just play it safe and just focus on ourselves as a family and not necessarily look at somebody outside. Mm -hmm. But but honestly, I like everything that you've laid here so far. That's just... One of my concerns that I hear. Yeah, and, and I'll say, you know, my own experience, um, 
in, in the Church of the Brethren, in our tradition, we've really f- a lot of times focused in a good way on living out our faith and our faith being our witness. But there are also times to express and to announce that faith. Um, and so I, I hear that um, caution, concern, uh, that we do need to have ways of inviting others um, to, to Jesus and, and to that good news. Plug for um, Summer Sunday School. We're gonna be meeting together uh, as a group of people looking at a book that lays out uh, an acronym called BELLS, which is about blessing and eating and listening and learning as we are sent. And so it is about, uh, as Dave said, uh, the long-term engagement with neighbors and coworkers and, and friends and family that lives life with people and out of those relationships uh, sees places where we can uh, uh, announce or speak uh, the good news into people's lives. And when I say announce, um, I do not mean like grab your bullhorn and yell in someone's face. That is not what I mean about announce. Um, I'm using that more in uh, the biblical sense that we, we announce, we, we allow people to hear the good news of Jesus. Okay, and that is not a, um, the good news of Jesus is the life, the death, and the resurrection uh, of Jesus and what that means for our lives, but that can interact with people's stories in different places, all right, where, the, where, where they're struggling, where they're in need of healing, um, the situations, the experiences that they live, the way we uh, speak the good news into their life may be different uh, depending on our relationship with people, uh, depending on, on their experiences, depending on, on where they're struggling. I'll say some of those words are, are uh, a whole conversation uh, in and of themselves, nonconformity. What does that mean? What does it look like practically for us to, to live a different, a different way than the culture around us? Uh, nonviolence, that's a whole conversation uh, that we have in and among ourselves about what does that practically look like? What does that mean in um, a nation state and, and all of that? Uh, those are all conversations in and of themselves. And so I I won't try and dive into any one of those uh, deep here this morning. Uh, But that's a little bit of our life and a little bit of the language that we use um, often here at Spring Creek. Well, I encourage you to check out uh, the vision wall downstairs. It has a little bit more information. And there's uh, online on our website, there's a document that's filled with all kinds of scripture references through all all of the things that we're we're stating that we believe. There's a whole list of scriptures uh, that's on on that document. So I encourage you to take a look at that. It lists our vision statement, which is to be a church that is growing, sharing, and serving, connected by Jesus. And let me just say a little bit about each of those. 
When we say we are growing, what are the ways in which we are growing? We are growing, we hope, we strive for, we hope that we are growing in a deepening understanding of who God is as understood through the Word made flesh, which is Jesus and Scripture. We hope that we are growing in our obedience to our proclamation, Jesus is Lord. Uh, many of us have, have claimed Jesus is, is Lord and, and Savior, and uh, we've followed through with, with baptism. And uh, if you've not followed through with that and you want to know more about what we mean by that, I would love to have conversation with you about what that means and, and why we say Jesus is Lord. But we are trying to grow in our obedience to that, which means Jesus is king of our lives. Jesus is the one we are trying to live like. Jesus is the center of what we're about. And we're trying to grow in our obedience to that. We're also trying to grow in our relationships with those around us, those who already proclaim the lordship of Jesus, which we might call the church, and those yet to do so, those yet to claim Jesus as Lord. We are serving or sorry, we're sharing. We're sharing the good news of the coming life, death, resurrection, ascension, and return of Jesus. So we're sharing the good news. We're sharing God's love and forgiveness for all and God's desire to be reunited with all creation through the atonement of Jesus. And we're sharing life with one another that we may all strive towards maturity in the faith. We had some conversation about that last one uh, with, with the board. Uh, that we are, we are a work in progress. Uh, Jan, a little bit to your point. We've not reached maturity in the faith, nor do we ever think we're going to completely get there. But we're trying. We're trying to grow in obedience. We're trying to look more like Jesus. We mess up all the time but we're trying and we're coming together to encourage and to equip one another to strive towards maturity in the faith. And we're serving. We're serving Father, Son, and Spirit. We're serving one another as the body of Christ. And we believe also that we are serving those who are longing for healing and wholeness that we believe is found in its fullness through Jesus. And we are connected by Jesus, who is our Redeemer, our Teacher, and our Lord. And so in these, we're trying to name who we are. We're trying to name our values and our mission. But we're also trying to have a plan to put the words into actions. Again, not just a statement that looks nice, that sounds nice, that's easy to remember. That's helpful sometimes. Especially the easy to remember part, right? But we want to live that out. Over this process, we've tried to take stock of what our congregation's strengths and interests and gifts and uh, someone used the word passions and what our assets are. And so we've developed a list of key initiatives. And there are uh, a number here. One of those is to utilize our facility, this building, we have a, a great facility, not only this building, but the grounds. We 
have yard, we have space for kids to play and, and to play sports. And uh, what has been so amazing to me in the last two years, we talk about all the disruption of, of COVID. And I, I know I've said this before, but I never thought that our parking lot would be such an asset. And one of the things we did uh, over COVID because it, the parking lot was largely unused for a time is we repaved it. And, you know, that took some assets, that took some resources uh, to pave it. And yet that has been one of the most utilized parts of our facility in the last two years as we've hosted food trucks, as we've uh, hosted cocoa packs and food distributions, and uh, we've met outside uh, for a long time for, for worship. And so we've been trying to utilize all of the facility here. I think it's really important that we understand that this is not the church. This, you, are the church. But this is a helpful facility. This is a helpful tool that can be used. One thing that can often happen with, with churches is this becomes what our life is about. It's about how to keep this running. We run the risk of this becoming a mausoleum. You and I are called to live out the kingdom. Wonderful if we can use this tool. I believe God's given this, uh, this tool, this asset to us in order to build the kingdom. But it can't all be about this structure. We want to steward and utilize this tool that we've been given not just make ourselves feel good with this building, but to bless the community around us. We can't afford to have this place, this facility only utilized one day of the week. Another one of our initiatives is to leverage technology. You know, over the centuries, the church has adapted to using different technologies, and I know we all, different ones of us, struggle with this new digital technology. But the church has navigated technological changes before, whether that's uh, the printing press, whether that's uh, radio, and you know, at one point we uh, recorded tapes up there, and the tapes were given to folks. We do that in a very different way now. And we've adapted and we've changed to that before. Now we're trying to navigate using digital media to enhance and extend how we can teach and connect and announce the reign of Christ. Another initiative is to build relationships with our community, to, to, to reach out and to get to know people that live around us, get to know our neighbors, uh, get to know uh, Ben that lives next door, uh, the, the family that's going to be moving in here. Get to know the neighbors that, that live around us. It will most likely mean leaving the walls of this building and extending ourselves of being church not just in this room, but being church outside. 
Another initiative is to strengthen relationships within our congregation. And this, uh, this initiative has really taken form, especially in the wake of COVID. When we were physically removed from one another for a time, we have to rebuild relationships and learn to live life with one another again. Because there was so much time that we, we were removed from one another and it can't just happen that these relationships, this uh, community gathering together, can't just happen for an hour on Sunday morning. That's not family. That's not real relationship. That's not living life with one another. That's getting together once a week. As important as this hour is once a week, this can't be all that it's about. Another, uh, our last initiative, and this one is, sounds very wide, it is, um, is to seek the healing of the community around us. And this one initiative is probably the largest and perhaps um, maybe runs the risk of being a little vague. And we'll spend some more time looking at this in, in the weeks ahead about some of the ways that we want to be about seeking the healing of the community around us, um, and it kind of gets woven in with some of the others. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to look at these initiatives and a little bit of why we've chosen these and how they connect to Spring Creek and how we've been working at them already together. Let me ask one more question. I have my, my pen ready. What questions do you hope we can answer during the next couple of weeks talking about vision here at Spring Creek? Not going to respond to it right now. I'm not going to try and answer it right now. But what, what questions do you hope we get to? Uh, like uh, charity stuff. All right, like what way? Charity Um, I, I wrote down what charities or ways of reaching out uh, are we participating in? Is that yeah. accurate? All right. Where do we go from here? You said, where do we go from here? Mm -hmm. That also could come up through it. Yeah, 
Yeah, other, other ways. And I'll say um, what we've developed is a, um, a guiding document. And so that's what you can see downstairs in the gathering area in our, on our website. And what our intention behind that guiding document is to name who we are, our values and those things, and to lay out those initiatives um, so that we together as a congregation can move in one direction. But it is not intended to be a finished closed document. It's, it's intended that this is open and gets revisited, and as initiatives and, and visions and dreams emerge, they can be added in. We can, as you know, we find that, all right, this time in our life calls for something different, uh, we can make those adjustments. Well, let me also invite you, um, if you have other things that you hope Adam gets to, you hope he answers this question, please let me know. Please let me know. That's really what this uh, next couple weeks is about. Uh, June 12th, we'll also have a church council meeting, uh, which is an extended conversation about the vision and key initiatives. I'm right on that. June 12th. June 12th. Got that straightened out. Um, and so I invite you to participate in that uh, and hear, too, how ministry teams are beginning to uh, flesh out these statements in, in practical ministry. Well, throughout Scripture, there are these changes and adaptations that, that need to take place at different moments. There's the unfolding of how God is working in his people God gives the law to Moses. There's the, the introduction of the tabernacle. There's God's allowance of kings. There's a transition from the tabernacle to the temple. There's the destruction of the temple and move to Babylonian exile. There's the coming of God in the flesh in Jesus. And then throughout the centuries, there's the development of the church we also have Acts 15 in the Council of Jerusalem defining faithful practice for Jews and Gentiles together. These are all some of the adaptations and changes that happen through Scripture. And there are historical developments within the church that the church has had to navigate, schisms in the church, development of professional clergy, invention of the printing press, Protestant Reformation, the Radical Reformation, and a host of other ways that the church has had to navigate and adapt. Not to mention the numerous cultural changes and adaptations that the church has needed to make over the centuries in different times and different places. This is part of how we at Spring Creek Church of the Brethren are seeking to be a faithful people in this time and in this place and this group of people in this community. One of my favorite sets of books is The Lord of the Rings. It's about small people called to a great mission. And it's about good triumphing over evil by going through the pit in what seems to be death in order to conquer that evil. It's about a king in disguise coming to the rescue. 
And in one part in the trilogy, one of these small people, a hobbit named Frodo, is tasked with taking a magical ring that wields great power, but also great evil, and is to take the ring and destroy it in the fires in which it was created. And the task seems enormous, far greater than the small stature of the hobbit. And this hobbit Frodo says, I wish the ring would never have come to me. I wish none of this would have happened. And a wise wizard Gandalf responds, so do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time given us. In other words, how are we faithful to our mission and calling in this time? with the challenges within our congregation and within the larger church, within our society, within the challenges brought by shifts in culture, challenges of navigating post-pandemic world, political and economic instability, wars and rumors of wars. The task, the mission lies before us. A small-ish group of people a monumental task, none less than living out and announcing the reign of God lies before us. The mission doesn't happen overnight. And it usually doesn't happen in one or two monumental acts. Jesus says the kingdom is like a mustard seed, like a little seed that gets planted and grows and grows, and grows, and grows. It's like one faithful step, one meal and conversation shared at a time. This is the vision and the mission that you and I are invited to participate in. going to invite our response by turning to, in the blue hymnal, to number 504, Have Thine Own Way. I want to be real clear about something. It's kind of the the board in this group that have worked to put the, the, the pen to paper, so to speak, and articulate these things, but it is not our, it is not the leadership's vision. It's part of the the conversations that we've been having. It's part of our discernment together of where it seems Jesus is leading. And my prayer, my hope for us as a congregation is that we'll be open to the ways Jesus is leading us. That we will uh, allow ourselves, surrender our own stuff to follow where Jesus is leading. For him to have his way in my life, in your life, and our life together. Would you stand as we sing?